0: Hey, welcome to the WAN show, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it's going to be a good one today. The verdict was finally, finally rendered. There's a ruling in the Apple versus Epic case, and they both won, which is another way of saying they both lost. So we're going to be talking through what exactly that means as our headline topic of the show today. In other, maybe less headline, but certainly concerning news, privacy-based email might not be as private as you think it is. We're going to be chatting about ProtonMail removing the whole, we do not keep any IP logs bit from their privacy policy. What else we got today?
1: Uh, If you thought that the Snapchat sunglasses were an absolutely smash hit, well, I've got something for you. Facebook now has sunglasses that can record video, and apparently my birds both want some. Um, We'll talk about those later. Also, Riot is enforcing TPM and Secure Boot in Valorant on Windows 11 PCs. Really? You think that's a headline topic, Luke?
0: All right. Well, I that's going to be big deal. that's going to be half the debate. That's going to be half the debate, whether that's a headline topic or not. Let's roll that intro. What,
1: what other topic would you put a headline? Oh, oh, oh!
0: You're challenging me
1: now. Yeah. How about yeah, Bitcoin becoming the legal tender oh, in El Salvador? Chaos ensues. That's uh, pretty good. Chaos. Wasn't there already chaos there? How
0: about how about the Sony PlayStation games? Showcase. Yeah? Yeah, do you care about that? Uh, do you well, know a
1: single one of them ahead of time?
0: Um, how about the <laughs> Matrix Resurrections trailer? Have,
1: have you watched it?
0: <laughs> okay, alright. So that that really was all we had. Okay, fine. Um, the show is brought to you today by Jump Cloud, Care, and of course a fresh books. They're fresh. Alright, so let's jump right into Apple v. Epic. Three months after the trial concluded, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers ruled in favor of Apple on most counts. That Epic failed to show that Apple was a monopolist, that Epic breached developer contract, so the Fortnite ban was therefore justified, and that Epic must pay Apple 30% of the revenue from Epic Direct payments that were taken through Fortnite on iOS. Uh, So that's approximately 12 million total revenue. So I guess 30% of that from August to October 2020. And then an unknown amount from November to the present. But Epic did win on one important count. Third party payment systems. Uh, The ruling stated that Apple is not breaking antitrust laws, but that they are guilty of anti competitive behavior, which, in my opinion, is just another way of saying that the antitrust laws need to be updated uh, for the digital age. But that's a whole, that's a separate conversation. Um, Or that they need to make a new law that anti competitive behavior is bad. I mean, what does it, oh, okay, it doesn't matter. Um, the point is, through a permanent injunction, Apple is now restrained and enjoined from prohibiting developers from including in their apps and their metadata buttons, oh, from including in their apps and their metadata buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchasing mechanisms. Very good. Um, so this has to be in addition, uh, in addition to in-app purchasing and... They are not allowed to prohibit developers uh, from communicating with their customers through points of contact obtained voluntarily from customers through account registration within the app. So basically, the way that it worked before for iOS apps was that unless you had... uh, So Netflix, for example, just had a sign-in. The app did absolutely nothing until you signed in and you just had to... Somehow know already with your giant space brain that you had to go on Netflix's website, whether it's on a PC or on your mobile browser, create a Netflix account, pay for it, and then you could go sign in in the app. So it just had to be this like blank wall with no instructions, which is obviously a terrible customer experience. Um, So that's the way it worked before to, to manage to have outside of App Store payments. Now, what the judge is saying is that Apple cannot prevent you from having a button in your app that basically says, okay, click this to go create an account and, and pay, and then you can go back to the app
1: and use it as this you normally just, would. It, it's way less toxic now. Because that's like, like if they don't want you to be able to pay through the app or whatever, like that's kind of weird and stuff. But at the very least, let us communicate that to the, to the user, etc. And previously, the answer to that was no. And yep. now the answer to that is going to have to be yes, which is way better. Because at least we can tell people what's happening. That was the most frustrating thing is people would message our support and be like, yeah, like I tried to use your app, but like it was really weird. I couldn't like do stuff. It's like, yeah, we know. There's just nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um now Tim Sweeney seems to think that this oh, isn't a win for developers. Hold on. I was gonna oh, I, was I was gonna jump thing. in with oh,
0: something real quick oh, here. Now right, something right. that I don't know is Uh, how exactly um, exactly this is going to be implemented. So the judge did specify buttons, external links, or other calls to action. Apple has to allow them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Apple has to allow third-party payment services within the app itself. So it might only be a link leading outside of the app, like in Japan. So South Korea, meanwhile has made it so that Apple has to allow in app third party payment services. So we don't know what this is going to end up looking like in the US.
1: Either way there's at least something you can do here. This is this is significantly better than what it was. Um in, in, a, I'm going to go through Tim Sweeney's statement really quickly because I, I want to say a statement that applies to both things. Uh, Tim Sweeney said, "This isn't a win for developers or for consumers. Epic is fighting for fair competition among in-app payment methods and app stores for a billion consumers. So, uh, this isn't. I would say this isn't like winning the war for developers and consumers. No, but this is definitely a, a win of a battle. This is, this is definitely a significant improvement over what we had before." Um, this isn't what Tim wants, and this no. isn't the end goal of what I would want. No, um, but I it's mean, still way better than what we had. And so, uh, uh, Mr.
0: Yeah. Sweeney, Mr. Sweeney, overall is is not super happy. I actually read through everything he's tweeted since the uh, the judge issued this ruling, and he's overall overall not impressed. Um, and in this, and and we're in a situation now. Where even though, even though, uh, even though Epic kind of won in terms of now they can just have a button in the Fortnite app that could link you to a website where you could buy V Bucks. Um, Tim is still saying, and I should say Tim Sweeney because Apple also has Tim Cook. This is Tim versus Tim grudge match. Um, So Tim Sweeney also probably recognizes that entering payment information separately from what you've already got set up with Touch ID or Face ID is a significant source of friction. And you hear the term friction used a lot to talk about um, getting customers from from the awareness end of the sales funnel to the transaction end of the sales funnel. And the less friction you can have along the way the better and I, we've probably all done it whether it's the friction of you know um a, a tedious uh, like a tedious um oh what's the word i'm looking for those stupid little ca- yeah a tedious captcha that you have to do in order to get to the cart. Yeah, you know what? I just didn't really need that thing that badly anyway. Or you know, your autofill for your payment information not working. Ah, you know what? Maybe I'll buy this later and then you never do uh things like that. Like Amazon It's also the
1: other end to talk about low low friction. Um that's that's the entire reason why when you're going through a lot of stores, I know Best Buy is really funny for this because they basically put you through a maze. Um, and that the walls of that maze are little things that don't cost way too much, you know, but it's very easy for you to just be going by. And going, oh, yeah, I could grab one of those. I need some batteries. I could take some chips. Um, I could use a new whatever, just cable, HDMI cable, whatever. They have all those things lined around the end because it's very low friction to grab those and buy them at the end.
0: So, Tim Sweeney is not happy with the ruling, and there's other reasons for him to not be happy. Um, Apple recently rejected Epic's request to reinstate its developer account so that they could relaunch Fortnite in South Korea, where third-party in-app payments will soon be required on iOS. And that's obviously the thing that got Fortnite banned in the first place. But here's the thing. Apple is not legally under any kind of obligation to reinstate Epic's dev account until they fall in line outside of South Korea, where that is not the law, at least not yet. So if Apple decides that they want to be vindictive about this, which I could I could absolutely see this being real personal here at this point, uh, Fortnite might not ever return to iOS devices. Um, Apple says that they're happy with the ruling. I, I really doubt it, but I think for Apple, this third-party payment systems battle is clearly... Is clearly over now that we've seen rulings in Japan, South Korea, and the U.S. It's a matter of time before this uh, th- this flood just cannot be held back. So, that, what what else are they supposed to say about it? But it's also possible that both companies will appeal at some point, so it could be that none of this is final. So, overall, here's our here's really our discussion around this. Luke, is this a win for consumers? That's question number one. And for uh, developers, thanks. developers and consumers. And you can speak to both of those from your own personal experience.
1: So so like I said earlier, I think this is the win of a battle, but not the win of a war. I think this is a better experience for consumers. And I think you are able to make a product that doesn't feel basically just like broken as a developer. Cause like coming from a developer standpoint, not being able to communicate to a user that something is going wrong is really just dumb and bad. Like yeah. you, you screwed up. You, if, if something goes wrong or the user can't do something, you should be, communi- like that's a really, really basic user experience. You should be able to communicate to the user what is wrong or, 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 or give the user an option. And the fact that you couldn't do either of those things in the past is terrible. And it was a really bad user experience for the consumers, right? Like oh, I want. Let's use Netflix. I won't even use Floatplane. I want Netflix. I'm a new Netflix subscriber. I am one of many people in the world that are mainly consume content through my phone. I'm going to open the Netflix app on my phone. What? like what do i do do i am I just not allowed to use netflix is it maybe not yeah. fully compatible with my phone like it's it's just a terrible user experience across the board so yeah i think i think it is an improvement um but i do agree with tim that this isn't like a full win this isn't a win of the war
0: now here's the kind of the big question at this point i think when this whole thing went down um you and i were i think pretty close to being on the same page that Epic was doing the right thing. I mean, fundamentally, I agree with them that Apple is and you could call it you could call it monopolistic, you could call it you could say it's it's an antitrust violation, you could say it's anti-competitive. It doesn't matter because they're all just kind of um heads different heads of the same monster. Um it's all a company abusing a position of power that um Makes it impossible for other entities to compete with them, uh, and abusing a position of power that, in a way, that they wouldn't be able to if other entities were able to compete with them in a in a completely fair and open market. And the word "fair," I used that intentionally because it can mean a lot of different things. You could make the argument that the competition that we have now is is fair because. Someone else could just make a really great product and make lots of money and uh, lobby lawmakers. That's fair. Well, yeah, that's like a kind of fair, but not everyone actually has those kinds of resources, and that shouldn't be. Might should not make right. Right should just be right. So uh, I think you and I were kind of on the same page that Epic was absolutely fighting uh, a, a just and noble battle, but for not necessarily the most just or noble reasons you know obviously yeah. they had their eye on that you know 30 percent of the money that they could that they were just giving to oh, there's, Apple there's per... a
1: huge amount of personal gain for for epic going into this yeah Absolutely. they've tried to frame it as like oh no we're, we're just doing this for everyone else and like yeah if they if they win that full war that i've been referencing uh that would be very positive for but let's for say they don't else. let's say
0: this is as far as it gets did they effectively just throw themselves upon their own sword for nothing yeah. but the benefit of everyone else? Because if they don't not get intentionally,
1: their... <laughs> but that's probably why Tim's upset.
0: <laughs> if they don't get their developer account reinstated, they are not going to be getting any V Bucks anywhere, nope. even where in app payments pay back are mandated or third party in app payments are uh, allowed by law. Uh, so they will get literally nothing and will have burned. All of that sweet, sweet 70% of V-Bucks money that they could have taken uh, for, I mean, years, years of potentially being off the App Store. I mean, Apple as an organization, um, to, to, to imagine that they would be anything other than vindictive about this crusade that... Epic has made very personal. I, I wouldn't actually say that it's Apple that made this personal. Epic has made it, has made it, they've, they've taken it public. They've oh, yeah. appealed to their individual users to try to oh, yeah. sort of wage a war of, of consumer pressure against Apple. Like they've fought tooth and nail and you could even make the argument they fought pretty dirty here. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I guess when
1: like opponent was was fighting pretty dirty, dirty before Epic even joined the ring. So I think I feel like they kind of stooped to their level. But yeah, I um, it's it's interesting. It's it's I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the the handout um, from the company that seems to be very happy to steal everything they can from everyone else. Thanks, Epic. I appreciate it. Um, they like. Or, or not steal, but, like, direct copy, I guess. I just... I, every time I, I start trying to think about Epic in a positive light, I'm like, oh, yeah, they just, like, completely copied PUBG and then Among Us. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> Maybe they're not entirely on the side of, like, other developers, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, this was, mm-hmm. like I said, this this is a benefit for us. This is a big benefit for Flowplane. I'm very happy that this happened. Yeah. Um, it, it this it is going to be very nice to be able to communicate to our users properly about what's going on. Do I think this is gonna like drive a bunch of subscriptions? No. Yeah Um I so. Do I think it's going to create some less confused people? Yeah.
0: Alright. Now let's talk about this is this is kind of one of the big topics of this week. Um ProtonMail. Proton Mail. Yeah. Proton Mail has had a reputation for a long time, actually. I mean this goes Man, how long has Proton Mail just kind of been the de facto, Pretty you know long. private email service because it's it's free unlike a lot of a lot of sort of private uh, like like uh, private mail services. Um, they had a really bulletproof looking privacy policy. And when I say had, I really do mean had. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. Proton Mail has removed a statement from their privacy policy that said that they do not keep any IP logs. So uh, Luke, why would it be important that your email provider not retain IP logs?
1: Well, because if, if someone either broke into that service, um, so yeah. like black ad hackers um, or, or something of that sort broke into that service, they could, they could acquire that data. Um, or if they are, Asked for that data by some form of government entity, if they, but in both of those cases, if they just don't have it, it's really not that big of a problem. Um, if they get broken into by some some hackery boys or girls or whatever, um, and there's nothing there for them to take, it doesn't really matter. Right. It's a little spooky, and you gotta maybe batten down the hatches a little bit. But you didn't lose anything, so who cares? Right. Um then but if you are holding all this data, then it's, then it's an issue. Then it's
0: there. And uh, it could be a regulator that's going after it. So ProtonMail is a Swiss company, and they were obliged to follow a Swiss court injunction demanding that they begin logging IP addresses and browser fingerprint information. So the account that they went after was uh, operated by a Parisian chapter of Youth for Climate, Um, Their cause is fighting against gentrification, high-end establishments, and real estate speculation, among other things. Um, ProtonMail points out that the email contents were not handed over, just logging info, uh, because the email body itself is encrypted with keys that are unavailable to the servers that are processing them. So,
1: is ProtonMail still chill then? I, I would not say 100% chill, you know?
0: Now, Vixavius in the Floatplane chat says, ProtonMail's response to this issue was absolutely A+, full honest. Uh, the issue is absurd. You should not use email for any kind of secure communications. I mean, okay, fair enough, but you might need to. Um... And if people understood, at least thought, that ProtonMail was this completely secure method of communication, uh, that was the reputation of, that kind it of had. Communi-
1: yeah, exactly. It's been communicated that way.
0: Um, now, Vixavius also says that ProtonMail cannot access your email, and you can get around this by simply using a fake IP uh, with a VPN or with Tor. So I guess it comes down to that there is no such thing as just you know, one tool that you can use to maintain your privacy and or your anonymity online. Uh, I think a lot of VPNs have gotten themselves in hot water by claiming that a VPN is some kind of magic bullet that makes you anonymous online and in the same way, ProtonMail probably just needed to... Or maybe the, maybe this is the community's fault. It, might have, it, been, yeah, it might have been
1: community communication. So yeah. bulletproof.
0: But in the same way, ProtonMail is not just a, a one-size-fits-all, perfect way to maintain absolute privacy. Uh, you need a combination of tools. And not just tools, but also best practices. I mean, even Tor is not enough to maintain your privacy. Um, For example, uh, if you will use Tor at your native resolution and you happen to be running a uh, a Surface Book 2. Let me just double check what the resolution of this thing is. Um, Yeah, okay, this one's pretty good. Which runs at 3240 by 2160. It's a very unusual resolution. One of the things that websites can see is what the resolution of the display that you're browsing from is. So that's the reason that Tor will actually launch at a default small window size. And you're not supposed to adjust it. You're supposed to leave it like that because as soon as you start giving a website any bit of information, you can start to create, like as you as you click through and navigate or uh, visit frequently accessed sites, Um, They start to look for patterns, and they can start to put together a fingerprint for you that can be used to maybe not identify you, the individual, you know, Jeremy Smith, but to identify you and start to build an advertising profile for you, which is is usually what these online services are after, so that they can send you ads.
1: There's one Jeremy Smith out there that, like, wasn't really paying that much attention. Yeah. And then just all of a sudden is like, Whoa! (laughs)
0: Sorry, I should clarify Tor Browser, Tor Browser. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, Oh, man. Jack of Gamers asks, what do you think of PIA's new multi-hop option? I have not actually looked into it, but if it's what it sounds like, then it's going to hurt latency, but improve privacy. So, hey, there you go. So, overall, this is not the end of the world. You can absolutely continue to use ProtonMail. You just need to be aware that every time, and I mean every time you log into ProtonMail, you should be using a VPN, and ideally you should be making sure that you are accessing it from uh, different VPN endpoints. So you should, you should and, yeah.
1: And especially if you're like, there, there's a note about this too. Um, there's a discussion question. If you're an activist of any sort, Is it time to use Tor browsers and VPNs? Can you trust anonymous email services? I would answer that somewhat indirectly by saying if you're if you're an activist in a country that is dangerously oppressive to what you're being an activist about, um, I'm not going to try to make any, like, you know, assumptions about what that is or where you are or anything like that. I'm just talking generally.
0: What, are you trying not to get us deleted in China?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't even thinking much I but um, have you
0: seen some of the stuff they've been doing lately?
1: No, I've mm- been checked out to be completely honest.
0: Mulan is like deleted from the internet. the actress, I mean oh. like just like their new thing is if you are if you are not if you are not waving the flag hard enough, you simply do not exist anymore. You're it's gone. a whole thing,
1: yeah, anyway, yeah, go ahead. um don't trust anything. It's, it's, the the question here is, can you trust anonymous email services? Don't trust anything. Layer up. Um, use multiple endpoints. Try to use the most secure thing you can. Pay attention to these types of things that are happening. Um, watch the news for the various services you use, like Proton Mail. Make sure that it's still kind of above board. And be ready to switch very quickly. And don't be dependent on any one thing. Um, don't use just one VPN, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yep. All right, man. I love hopping into YouTube chat every once in a while. It's just, man, it manages to be so off-topic. Uh, fit tax the churches, says fit for flogging. Jungle Cruise Part Two is coming, says RC. What show were <laughs> you guys watching? I don't even well, understand. Jungle Cruise Part
1: One, of course. Oh. Uh, do you want to do sponsors? Yeah, let's get uh, let's get those sponsors done.
0: Uh, JumpCloud, thanks to JumpCloud for sponsoring today's WAN show. Whoops, Uh, there we go. JumpCloud is a leading cloud directory platform that makes it easier to solve today's IT challenges by unifying device and user management through a single pane of glass. With JumpCloud securely managing your users and their devices, doing common things like onboarding and offboarding remote workers is easy, which as you can imagine is a much bigger concern today than it was 18 months ago. Uh, that that's, pre, that's pre-COVID, right? Don't take my word for it, though. You can try JumpCloud for free today at jumpcloud.com and help your organization move to a modern, secure, hybrid work model. Yeah, that's... Man, we're small enough that... And everyone's kind of, you know, trusted enough that we've never really worried about people just, you know, taking their work devices home or bringing their home devices to work. Uh, we're all also reasonably tech-savvy, but we are getting to the point where we're not far away from needing to use services like this to make sure that all of our um, yeah, it's onboarding and offboarding is done in, in, a, in a bulletproof kind of airtight way so that people can't just start poking around at stuff. Like I have no idea exactly how much an asset like the Linus Tech Tips YouTube channel is worth, but a fair bit, I would imagine. You know, to the point where if I was some kind of very, if I was a savvy and yet stupid bad actor, you know, I might might infiltrate the organization, uh, you know, try to social engineer my way into the credentials and then take off with it, not realizing, of course, that I literally have a phone number for someone at youtube who can get my channel back to me in minutes if something like that were to happen you know so they'd have to be they'd have to be both smart and dumb but um you know hey have you ever do you guys ever watch those compilations of like uh convenience store burglars and stuff
1: no you, i don't think so you
0: never watched the, oh my
1: how a compilation
0: have you, of it how have you never... How Do you have, mean
1: like the ones where they like point the gun at the guy and then like drop it on the table for him and like weird stuff like that? Like, yeah,
0: just just like the weirdest, just the weirdest stuff that happens. I
1: I don't think I've watched a compilation of it, but I have seen a lot of them. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever yeah. seen
0: the one that's intercut with like Metal Gear Solid gameplay where uh, <laughs> she like climbs up <laughs> into the air ducts and is like crawling through them oh, and then, and then comes through the- falling through the ceiling? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's really funny. Oh, it's the best ever. Anyway, uh the show is also brought to you by TuxCare. As CentOS 8 end of life approaches on December 31st. Guys, you gotta deal with it. December 31st is soon. Uh, IT teams are faced with migration challenges. That's one way of putting it. So there's little time left and many tasks to complete. So instead of wasting your weekends, working a bunch of overtime, why don't you consider TuxCare's extended life cycle support? You get Four more years, count them, four more years of updates and 24-7 support for CentOS 8. Uh, so it's kind of like the end of life never happened. The TuxCare team has the experience and track record when it comes to making RHEL-based derivatives at an expert level since 2009. And you can plan and migrate at your own pace with TuxCare, rather than being forced into a choice that you may regret. So don't wait. Check out TuxCare's website at the link below. Are you supposed to say RHEL or RHEL? I actually don't know. Uh, I've never heard it said out loud before, so. Me neither. All right then. Cool. And the show is brought to you by FreshBooks. Thanks, FreshBooks, for sponsoring this episode of The WAN Show. FreshBooks is an invoicing and accounting solution that is built for owners and their clients. FreshBooks says that the average user saves 46 hours a month, which I believe, because tedious paperwork is tedious can get paid up to 18 days faster, and increases their ROI by 11 times. Whatever the f*** that means. This, these are all huge pluses. REL, really.
1: REL. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard people say just Red Hat when they're uh, talking about REL. Sure. And I've also heard people say Red Hat Enterprise. But right. And I've seen R-H-E-L typed out, but I don't think I've ever heard anyone say REL. Or maybe I just didn't pick it up, but yeah.
0: Back on topic. These are all huge pluses for uh, freelancers and small business owners who don't have time to waste on invoicing, accounting, and payment processing. Over 3,000 business owners have rated it an average of 4.5 out of 5 stars on GetApp, and it's super easy to get up and running. And with their award-winning support, you're never alone. So try it for free for 30 days. No credit card required by going to freshbooks.com when and entering when in the how did you hear about us section. All right. I have not watched the matrix resurrections trailer. Oh my goodness, dude. I was saving it. I was saving it <laughs> ah! for this. So, hold on a second. Here we go. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Are you showing it on screen?
0: I was going to. I guess I'm okay, going to yeah. I'm going to end up getting the the stupid stream. That's freaking, what I'm thinking. You know what? Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to This is my this is my genius uh, anti-copyright strike. Uh, strategy. It's hold the on number one on
1: YouTube trending right now.
0: I got this. I got this. Hold on a second. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, okay I'm just going to put... I'm just going to take this, and I'm going to put this right here. Okay, here we go.
1: Let me know when you... Okay, you're hold Christmas on a play.
0: second. Hold on a second. Right out of the gate. Can I just
1: say that this looks really fake? Oh, it's one of the fakest looking shots I've, like, ever seen in a modern movie.
0: How <laughs> yeah. does it look this fake? Like, I, I think... I think Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone had better CGI.
1: And that came (laughs) out in, like, 2001. The worst part is, I actually started this for a while and really questioned, because it looks really, really fake, right? But it looks so fake to the point where I was like, is it actually real? And just, like, shot weird. It could be. It could be. Like, are are they trying to put you off here, you know? It looks like a render. Okay, here we go. Number one on trending.
0: Okay, we got a cat. There's a black cat. Black cat. Seem particularly triggered right now. Uh, Okay. Has Keanu ever won Sexiest Man Alive?
1: I don't know, but I feel he deserves it. In my heart, he has. Yeah.
0: Okay, he's in the bath. He's crying in the bath. Oh, oh, sup, Trinity? Okay. Wait. So this is, like,
1: a reboot. He doesn't know he's Neo again? Um, right now, yeah. Notice the blue pills, though. What? Obviously. And then he throws the blue pills away.
0: Oh. And then Alice in
1: Wonderland, which was a big part of the first one. And then the mirror.
0: And Morpheus is back. Except... And you were there.
1: And you except were there. Not really, because it's not the same guy. Because he dies in a video game. And they're treating that as canon. Really? Yep.
0: Why?
1: Who knows?
0: Oh, okay. Wait. So this is just, this is just the Matrix. He has to learn about the Matrix again? I mean, in fairness, uh, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm done here. Uh, in, fa- <laughs> in fairness, I, think I mean, the the, the the Matrix sequels kind of had the Superman problem. Where as soon as your superhero can
1: do anything
0: and everything... Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. J- jump back to it oh. and jump to 2 minutes and 28 seconds. I mean, I was almost there anyway, I guess. Okay,
0: so there's a bunch of action sequences. There's cool people with guns. There's big... Yeah, none of, of that guns. matters. Just Okay, Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Um... We're going okay. back to the future, Linus yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean okay, right, so back to what I was saying like i i don't I don't personally really enjoy um superhero franchises where the super is too super. I find Superman incredibly boring, I find uh Captain Marvel incredibly boring for the same reason because they're basically the same hero um. I, 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 I think that's a big part of why uh, why Iron Man sort of kicked off the modern superhero obsession that we have because he was deeply flawed, like really extremely unlikable uh, for the vast majority of that movie. Um, and that that's sort of that's why he's great because he's actually just sort of uh, like a garbage tier guy with no fighting skills. Uh, and he's like a jerk and, um, like he's very, he's actually really weak without his suit of armor, whether it's a metaphorical suit or a literal suit, you can kind of get into that if you really feel like it. Uh, I don't, I don't feel like it. Um, and so Neo was inherently boring as soon as the first film was over because he's like too powerful. How do you keep raising the stakes? You just you have to have you have to have monsters that are, you know, literally the size of planets for him to fight. You know what I mean? Like it just it's just it's boring. Right. So I guess you know what? I've talked myself into it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it on. I'm going to see it right at right at launch. I'm I'm excited now. Nice. Reboot. You're ex- wait, you are excited. I am. I'm ready. You're genuinely excited. I'm ready for I'm ready for us to just kind of do this but but do it better because honestly speaking 1999 the matrix um revolutionary at the time pun, pun intended we are not actually yeah um, yeah yeah revolutionary at the time um not a great movie you go back and rewatch it like knowing the twist now that it's not really a twist
1: anymore, and it's like, yeah, it's okay. I think it also got copied a lot, though, which is part of the reason why it's not very great. Yeah, I know, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, yeah. so you know, let's let's revisit the idea with modern sensibilities. Uh, you know, Keanu's back. Uh, for whatever reason, a video game is canon. Uh, you know, let's just let's just let that we'll let that happen. I'm going to be open minded. I'm <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm
1: ready. With yeah, that d- said, I... oh yeah, go ahead. I don't know everything that happened. I just read something on la- online about how apparently they are treating... I believe it was the Matrix MMO and, like, one or two other video games or something. was as like, Yeah. Did anyone even play that? I thought no. There was a surprising amount of comments of people being like, well, I played the MMO and it was amazing and the writing was really good because, like, the Wachowskis were... I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, were involved... Um, but i i knew no one that played and i and i know that it went down like really quick probably because their player numbers were abysmal
0: um do you know about the project where like i think it was one guy or something tried to like reverse engineer the the matrix online like servers and like tried Get to save as much of the game as possible and tried to make like a is is that is that project still still active? I heard
1: about that years ago, but I, I have no idea what happened with it. Uh,
0: I'd like I'd love to. Uh, yeah, Floatplane Chat was not super super into. Uh, not super into the Matrix Online. Okay, fair enough.
1: Last I'm years. excited to see this movie. I don't trust that it's going to be good but i'm excited to see it in the same way uh maybe not the same way no not nearly as doom and gloom um but i feel like uh, i don't know if excited is is the right term either i feel like i need to go see it in the same way that i needed to go see all the new star wars movies oh no
0: no 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 i'm not
1: i i, I don't the, the I'm matrix not any, i'm the, not anywhere near as doom and gloomy about it i think it's going to be not good no the matrix is not dead to me
0: in the way that star wars is but then again i never saw the last one i just didn't last watch it. matrix yeah it's i believe you the second one was bad enough that i i had absolutely no need to see the third one whatsoever so yeah. so maybe do think... that saved me maybe that makes it so that i can i can go into
1: matrix four like ready for it to not be bad so someone said luke's just a keanu fanboy yeah he's fantastic and he, he he might make the movie like acceptable to a certain degree you know in, in the same way that like they probably could have made the new star wars movie somewhat decent if they actually let mark hamill um act uh, that would have been pretty sweet that would have um, been pretty cool he like they,
0: actually really can act for someone who didn't do yeah. a ton of acting work and most did mostly did voice acting work he's yeah. awesome i love mark hamill yeah. um Hold on a second. So you say you're a big Keanu fan. Did you actually watch the new Bill and Ted movie? No, me neither. So can you really say you're a Keanu fan if you didn't even bother to watch the new Bill and Ted? I'd watch it with you. I
1: um, I it came out during quarantine, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. Is it is it on a streaming service now? I, I haven't, haven't heard, heard of it yeah. being on one. Um, but I wasn't going to see movies like when that came out. Doesn't matter if I'm a fan or not. I'm also like, if I'm a fan of an actor or actress, it's not that much of a fan. I don't really, I don't really like follow movies and stuff that much. Yeah, I just fair. think Keanu's like pretty cool, and I like a lot of the stuff that he's in. But all right, yeah,
0: all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for the Matrix Resurrections. Um, did you watch the Sony PlayStation showcase?
1: Uh, no, but I followed a fair amount of it. The Knights of the Old Republic remake. I am very excited for the concept. If you click on this link, you're gonna see a trailer. Um, It's one minute and seven seconds. And like, yeah, it looks cool, except there's text at the bottom of the screen that says not actual gameplay. And it's like the most simple freaking cinematic you could ever imagine that is not actual gameplay and is very likely and possibly not an engine. So it just means nothing like <laughs> ah um okay this is exciting because i never played kotor back in the day and i've wanted them to make a remake like this whole time because as much as i like retro games man kotor is particularly really painful to it's go like going play back if you never and trying played to play it back like in the Baldur's day. gate or something like it the the mechanics how you move around how you interact with things how you do all that kind of stuff yeah. is really bad like it's It's genuinely kind of like tough to slog through. I've tried a couple times and I've never really made it through even though the game is quite interesting. So I'm pretty excited for the remake, but what what a waste of a trailer. Um, There's definitely some other interesting games. This Forspoken game, um, some of the graphics in it look just incredible. Some of the other graphics in it look very old and not good, which is kind of confusing. Um, Like, sometimes I'm like, wow, that's, like, really close to photorealistic. That's amazing to be on, like, a PS5. And then you'll see their hair just move a- as if, like, NVIDIA Hairworks was never invented. And it's right. just like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> Why? Um, but the Or dress if you're, effects
0: if you're more of the AMD persuasion.
1: Yeah, yeah. It looks interesting, though, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. There's some other interesting stuff. But a lot of it's PlayStation exclusives. Um, tiny tina's wonderland looks like it it could be potentially interesting but i haven't really been interested in something um from from that line in a while yeah i don't know all right Uh, grand theft auto 5 being delayed is like genuinely hilarious i don't know if there's notes about that in here yeah, there um, is,
0: just that it's delayed until... Uh, like, March 2022. of
1: 2022 or something? Yeah. Like, how, dude? I, I don't know. How can a game that's already out be so, so delayed? And you know, like, a bunch of people would buy it, too. That's the crazy part. It's just free money on the table, and they're just like... Ah. We'll do it later. I
0: don't, I don't know. You never know, though. It's possible that Rockstar is working on something behind the scenes that is going to blow all of our minds away.
1: Yeah, but lots of companies outsource the uh, the. Um, and how well does that work out for them, Luke? Yeah, I mean, not exactly that. How great. well does that, <laughs> that work is... out for them? So sometimes it works out quite well. Usually, well, not you can't well. have
0: it both ways, Luke. We always say release it when it's done. So you know what yeah. I say? You release GTA five when it's done, which by my watch is ten years ago. So oh, a long time ago. G five release date did to come up so 2013 excuse me sorry eight years ago my uh, bad my bad no I'm j- I'm just teasing I'm just teasing Rockstar I'm sure you guys are working on something that's amazing something better than uh, this oh boy so check out this press release from Facebook that's right smart glasses are here that basically hey. look the same oh no there's music oh awful see you later smart glasses are here that basically look like regular old fashionable frames which is really cool if you're into wearing smart glasses and kind of terrifying if you're into not wearing smart glasses but being anywhere near someone who happens to be wearing smart glasses like Oh, say for example a bathroom. So they start at 2 dollars which is kind of crazy to me because Esler Luxotica and Facebook. This must be this must be that Facebook um, subsidy money. You know how the Oculus Quest 2 is like by hundreds of dollars the best value VR headset on the market by a country mile, like not even close. Well, that's the Facebook subsidy money that is making it so affordable. And Eskler Luxotica is not exactly known for, um,
1: no, no, you know, they're, they're, they're very happy to have their, uh, their monopoly. I was, I was going to make a joke. If I opened this topic, I was planning on making a joke with, uh, Facebook and the only company that makes sunglasses have teamed up to make great <laughs> fan story sunglasses. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> So, if this is coming in at $299 with dual
0: five megapixel cameras that can record video and photos from this first person perspective, you can bet that Facebook is subsidizing the crap out of it because they are expecting some kind of real awesome data. Now, video recording is capped at 30 seconds to address privacy concerns, uh, but the quality is a square 1184. Uh, at 30 frames per second. So that's 1184 by 1184. They have four gigs of storage, meaning that you could restore, you could record probably a fair number of 1184 yeah. 30p clips. Um, but mostly videos and photos are managed and stored in a separate Facebook View app. The sunglasses include a triple microphone system for audio recording, phone calls, and Facebook Assistant, which I actually did not even know they had. And there are speakers in the arms for audio playback. These are not headphones or bone conduction. They are speakers. (sighs) The selling point is they're comfortable, fashionable, and lightweight, just like normal sunglasses, and make basically every other smart glasses we've seen so far look kind of bulky and stupid. But that also makes it hard to tell that they are video and audio recording devices, and... You might think, oh, well, whatever, it's in the news. Everyone's just going to know that Facebook sunglasses are a thing. And, you know, if you're wearing sunglasses inside, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, those are Facebook glasses. I can I can see the lens through the thing. But you got to understand, not everybody, you know, consumes tech news and not every way that these could be used to covertly record someone um, would be that obvious. Say for everyone
1: consumes tech news.
0: I know, right? they should they should not everyone
1: sees the quick bits. You need your
0: daily dose of tech news, okay? go to techlink three times a week. Um, so what if they're not wearing them? right? What if they throw them in a in an upper pocket and just you know part of it is sticking up out of the pocket or they throw the arm over I mean, the pocket kind of thing and it's hanging on the front of them. you You wouldn't necessarily look that closely at that. You might not realize that you are being recorded. Um, and they have
1: they have a little light, um, yeah. But I mean, can... bands you a... can just like sharpie over the light, or yeah. like, but electrical tape on it or something. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Now uh, Facebook says that um, to address privacy concerns. Um, they worked with a list of advocacy groups that they consulted when they were developing the glasses. Um, but New York Times reporter Ryan Mack noted that Facebook has actually funded at least four out of these five groups that they said they consulted. At least. At least. It might be for all five. It could be all five <laughs> for all At least know. four. Oh, my goodness. I mean, to be honest with you, the i the the um the prospect of being able to record truly first person view footage is really exciting to me as a as a content creator. Um, one of the times that I did it was the uh, POV PC build. Uh, this video right here.
1: Something just while so, you're bringing that up, something I would say is is yeah. However you feel about this. And say these get banned by the government. Like, they they never even come out, so your opinions don't even matter. Basically, never assume privacy. That would be a a big tip. Yeah, never
0: pick your nose in your car ever again. Um, So, right. So, what's so cool about this video is that instead of having the webcam on top of my head, like people would normally mount them if they had any sense, uh, it was actually, the webcam, excuse me, GoPro, it was actually mounted to a headband and then upside down, So the camera was right in front of my eyes. And that's why compared to when people wear like a helmet mounted GoPro, it looks and feels way more natural. Just that few inches, that just that few inches having the lens closer to where your eyes would actually be makes an enormous difference to um, the consumption of, of this type of content. So Man, I could I could see all I could see all kinds of things being um, way more shareable, um, like experiences uh, with this technology. I just I have I have deep concerns. Honestly, not even the video so much, like the audio too. Just being able to, if it's got a three microphone array, I am willing to bet, especially based on what Facebook like the kind of uh, R&D that they've been doing around uh, audio for VR, for example. I am willing to bet this microphone is pretty darn good for something that be, can be concealed on your body in a way that most average people would never notice.
1: Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yeah, uh, I know when uh, when Google Glass came out, there was a special name for people that wore them. Glass holes. Uh, which you didn't even use the button. Oh.
0: Well, I didn't say a bad word. Glass is, is not, not a bad b- word, and holes is not a bad word. Therefore, a compound word made up of those two words, glass holes,
1: cannot be a bad word. Fair. Yeah. Easy. Solved. Um, that was a big thing. People like really, really stood up against it. Yeah. Haven't seen that this time around. I think there's been a lot of desensitization to this type of stuff lately. Yeah. Um, And it just, yeah, I think this one might make it through.
0: (laughs) Floatplane chat is just going on about porn. Uh, John Wick says it could be useful as a dash cam for riding a bike. Unfortunately not, because it is limited to 30 second clips at a time. Uh, John says I'd be way more okay with this if literally anyone else made it besides Facebook. But should you Mm. be? I mean, would it be any better? having people it, just be able to it have access
1: to it in some way.
0: Yeah. Um oh yeah, man. There's there's so much. Uh Courty Sam says the arguments against these glasses are no different than phones. You know, you could already secretly record anyone That's you want with your phone. It's it is more difficult. Uh and someone someone brought this up. Uh Punit said, I've seen some disgusting stuff here. In city, I'm not going to name a particular city, but I've seen a guy filming a girl from behind on a flight of stairs in public. Like, if people could do it without pulling out their phone. <sighs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, uh, good point. Uh, the Mad Maker says hackers can already make them. Yeah, that's fair, but they wouldn't be as, no offense, stylish and innocuous. All right, our last big topic for the day is Riot will be enforcing TPM and Secure Boot in Valorant on Windows 11 PCs. Now, you picked this as a headline topic. Tell me why you think this is that important.
1: Uh, Because nothing else that was in here was really that important, and I find it kind of interesting. um, Because... Riot. The last time they did this, they did it. They did a whole ring zero BS thing that people were upset about. Yep. Now they're doing TPM. Um, I really like the idea that they are hardcore cracking down on cheaters in specifically the shooter game space. Yeah. Uh, the first-person shooter space. Um, there's cheaters in basically everything, um, but but cheating in first-person shooters has been really rough for quite a while now. Um, back when when we were the youngins, cheating in first-person shooters was absolutely a thing. Yeah. But I would highly argue that it was a lot less common because it was really rough. And these days it's very easy. To oh, the yeah. point where they will run ads on like YouTube yeah. to try to get you to go to their website. And you go to their website, you pay through a payment processor that isn't even that scary. You run a program. And you're done. And you're cheating. It's not complicated. It's, it's very, very accessible. Um, and that has made it really, really crazy. Like, almost every shooter game is just completely rampant with, uh, with cheating. And, like, the thing that really gets me is how common it is that streamers end up getting caught mm-hmm. after they've been streaming for a long time. And have, like, a v- quite established audience. Yeah, um, like it, it's pervasive. It's horrible. So I'm happy that they're doing something about it. it feels really weird um, adding any amount of tracking stuff to a computer. Um, I do wonder at a certain point if we've been talking for a long time about how consoles are becoming computers. I am this topic kind of piqued my interest of whether gaming computers are going to consoleify slightly. Interesting.
0: So rather than consoles PCifying, or I mean it's been happening, but but there but they'll reach peak it's a little PCification. Bit of both. It's a convergence, and PCs yeah. will get consoleified. Uh, but if then, you
1: want it to be really gaming, yeah.
0: meanwhile Valve is going full bore, um, you know, full bore gaming on Linux, where. I would imagine it would be more difficult to enforce. I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess Riot could technically enforce um, TPM. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I have never even thought about whether TPM does anything on Linux or works on Linux. TPM on Linux. Uh, in Unix and Linux, the global temporary... Oh, no. no. T- TMP. <laughs> whoops, 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 whoops. <laughs> There we go. Trust platform module, arch wiki, secure crypto processor, dedicated okay. So I guess nothing would actually prevent um, Riot from requiring TPM on Linux as well. We just don't necessarily have an answer to that yet.
1: They are not rec- they are not enforcing this on Windows 10, which is interesting. So, uh, Windows 10 users are not locked out despite tpm 2.0 being launched years ago
0: so they're saying they're good with people cheating as long as it's on Windows 10 and as long as it's only for the next four years or so at which point maybe they can consider dropping support for Windows 10 very this is clearly a
1: this is clearly a moving forward um goal yeah but yeah it's 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 very interesting to me cheating in shooters is absolutely a very deep problem um for for basically every shooter like yeah. it's 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 unfortunate, but it is it is that pervasive. So something has to be done. I don't know if this is the necessarily solution that I would want, but at this point in time, if I wanted to be competitive in a shooter game, um, you'd support it, basically. Maybe, yeah. Just run a different operating system for the other things that you want to do. I don't know. Have a different boot drive. Do something or else. Or just virtualize. Like, or that, yeah. Like you can you can find some form of solution, but. Um, Yeah, there needs to be stronger enforcement. And it's very, very difficult to do that. And I don't know how I would do it. So I haven't necessarily thought of something better than this. I mean, some
0: of the cheats are... are Extremely difficult. Yeah, I don't know how you would detect them because they're so close to operating as a human user would like they'll even go as far as to have it running on a separate machine separate computer then yeah. emulates mouse and keyboard inputs like just plugs into the the gaming machine and it's like okay how, how do you how do you those are crazy that?
1: there's stuff too like this this is i mean this is just des- major design issues but um there used to be a thing in tarkov i've i've heard there's similar things going on still but i don't know if it's true um where you would have a completely different computer yeah. and they would be able to sniff um, like traffic for, for any lobby ID and you could check your lobby ID while you're in the game. So you would just select your lobby ID and then it would show you all the loot, all the players, where everyone was facing at every point in time. So you could like creep up on people and know if they were looking at you and everything. And it was running on a separate computer. Oh, wow. So like one of the ways that that streamers were getting caught was you see the streamer playing and doing this constantly, but not interfacing with the chat, and they'd right. go like, "There's one in front of us around the corner," <laughs> and it was like, "Okay, come on," and they would just do it too many times, and their audience would call them out. Um, but like, that's 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 ridiculous, right? You can't catch that person. Um, that that just, I mean, that has to be fixed at a, yeah. At a, not if they're not right?
0: streaming, like. There's yeah. there's
1: no way to know. Yeah, that has to be fixed at a
0: design level. But outside of that, um... hey, you're getting accused. You're getting accused
1: here. Twitch plays Me? Dion says
0: Luke sure do know a lot about hacks and cheating. Sus.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, you can check my records. I'm not good enough for that. But that's fair. Um... <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, would, I would be doing better if I was cheating. I, I swear. Um... But, I mean, it's it was so rampant in... I, I don't know. These days, I haven't played Tarkov for a little bit now. Um, I haven't been playing the new wipe. But uh, it was very rampant a while ago. And this was, like, brought to light by a lot of the community. There was a YouTube stream. Um, it wasn't live. We were able to figure that out pretty easily. So they yeah. were trying to, like, spoof it as live. But it wasn't live. But there was a YouTube stream that was basically just constantly up for a super long time. Um of someone running like uh, Tarkov cheats, just like killing entire lobbies and taking all their stuff over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. It was crazy.
0: Oh, wow. It
1: was nuts. Um, and it happens in all these other games. It's, it's just it's all over the shooter space. So, yeah, work oh. being done against that. Wow. Is, is I'm getting
0: cool. wrecked down in the float plane chat. True Scott says from Linus's last game of Supreme Commander, I'm pretty sure he isn't cheating. Okay, I was trying to host Whoa. a video at the same time. Oh wait, no, that wasn't my last one. Okay. All right. I wasn't in the right headspace. I wasn't in the right headspace. I I screwed that game up pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Why
1: is this why is Subcom is a difficult game.
0: Linus yeah, it was is pretty bad pretty
1: though. Pretty darn good at Subcom. No, 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 I, no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm I'm
1: I'm fine. I'm not good. Okay. It okay. In the community of people that still play Supreme Commander, you might be fine. Um, but if we threw, like, the entire lobby of everyone watching uh, this show right now, I bet you very few of them could beat you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's just not understanding the gameplay mechanics. Like that's I mean, not... sort of.
1: It's an extremely complicated game.
0: It's more complicated than an average game, but I would make the argument that a game like Team Fortress 2 is as complicated as Supreme Commander. There is a lot of gameplay depth there. There is. Lots. And, like, it got to the point where I, a Supreme Commander big nerd, was like, this is too complicated. Once they launched all the different weapons that people could have and all the different hats they could wear, and I was just like, I, I I can't be constantly keeping up with whatever the new meta is. Like, I... I come in here to play this tightly balanced gaming experience because it was extremely well balanced.
1: OG TF2 is fantastic. I still, you know, I still like playing some OG TF2. Yeah. yeah.
0: I wouldn't say, okay, Blue Sky says CSGO is really complicated. I wouldn't make the, I, I would say that it's a different kind of, of complicated. It's deep in the way that chess is deep. But, you know, fundamentally chess only has, you know, wh- whatever it works out to, six different pieces or seven different pieces, and they only move in a few ways. What makes it deep is all the different ways, based on what your opponent is doing, that you can configure those moves. It's, it's, it's functionally infinite, right? Um, CSGO is like that. But there's only, you know, a couple dozen guns. You don't have to, it's not like you have to mix and match the different like ammunitions that go in the guns like you would have to with something like Tarkov. Um, You don't have to memorize, you don't have to sit and like kind of memorize the rule book. Like it's a, a fundamentally simple game, but with unlimited depth. So I'd say it's more like like a like a chess. Whereas I would compare something like TF two with all the different weapons and all the different hats and all the different maps and all the different game modes. It's it's closer to something like like a D and D where you have to you basically have to study for two weeks to have any hope of recognizing the thing across the battlefield from you and having any idea what it might be trying to do. Does that kind of do you kind of follow me here? Does that make yeah, sense?
1: Yeah, I just I think. With how the economy works and the, the varied build orders and the, the map strategy differences and stuff, Subcom is, is quite, quite crazy, I would say. And this Whoa. comes from someone who... And someone in the chat just said, and then there's Eve. And I was going to say, and this comes from someone who played Eve for quite a while. Subcom's like its own beast.
0: Now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Did Tech Ingredients just make a thermal paste? I need to order what? this. All right. We're going to we're gonna have to do this. Uh, I'm messaging Alex right now. Okay. We're going to review tech ingredients. Thermal paste. Man, we're going to have to make sure we do it up right. Dang. All right. We got to get through some super chats, and I think that's pretty much it for the show today. Uh, Frosty Dog. Which broad term identifies anyone impacted by a business, including but not limited to stockholders, employer, employees, and customers? Um uh ooh uh anyone impacted by a business I don't know. Oh, oh shoot. Oh, no, wait. There's a really important news item. Uh where is it? Where's the link? lttstore.com Okay, guys. Wait, huh? Uh the page is broken. Uh Nick, hello. Okay, there's a new product. Apparently the page is not up yet. I will provide the link soon. It is going to be the one and only, or rather there will be 69 of them. Um, But we are doing a limited edition lanyard, okay? It is, I believe it's the one that I'm using. You guys might not have noticed, but I don't just have the regular pink lanyard. The text is actually in green thread. So it's a Lambo edition, only 70 of them were made, the one in my pocket and 69 more. It's going up on the store, it's going to come with a limited edition uh, sparkly Lambo sticker. Uh, the link works now, there you go, here's where it is. Uh, sparkly Lambo sticker and a certificate of authenticity. Okay, these will be hand signed by yours truly. Uh, this is number one of 69. I have a whole box of them here that maybe I'll do an after-party stream or something like that. I will sign them on stream so you guys will know. It was actually by my hand. Uh, They are 69-69, and you guys are probably going to want to move pretty fast if you want to get one because that's kind of how these things roll. Should Should we do this live, Luke? Yes. All right. Okay. Wait. Oh, it's not under the regular lanyard skew, so I don't even have the right page open. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Control-F, Lambo. All right, well, one of them's gone already. Someone managed to get through the cart already. Uh, actually, let's do some super chats. Let's do some super chats. Uh, Aryan says, my budget is about 100000 uh, More than one of them are gone. <laughs> oh, are they? Uh, yeah. Six are gone. Okay. Uh, Aryan says, my budget is 100,000 INR or 1360 USD. Any laptop, 1,000 USD in the US would cost 1300. Okay, my usage, After Effects with 300 timelines at the same time in Warzone. Uh, your best bet is going to be like a budget gaming laptop, something like a, uh, how much is a Helios? Helios 300. Let me have a look here. Oh, no, the Helios is not what I was thinking of. Hold on a second. Man, what's their? Um, do you have any idea what Acer's budget gaming laptop is? No. Oh. Uh, Alex would know. You know what you really need to do is you need to. Nitro. Oh, it could be the Nitro Five. Yep, uh, it's probably the Nitro Five. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you that recommendation, brah. Okay, I'm gonna get you that recommendation. Uh, Core i5, 9300H, GTX. Uh, 1650 that's quite a bit less than a thousand dollars though you could probably step up to man Le- Lenovo Legion has some really uh, really performant stuff in that price range. How much is the y540 you're you're getting hand selected tech tips okay man that one starts at 1200 but it really is a lot better um, there is
1: one lanyard available. That's it? There's one Uh, left.
0: Okay, well, that went... Oh, yep, yep. Okay, well, uh, see you later, lanyards. And it's gone. Hey, thanks for playing, everyone. Uh, Okay, our Kaiubi says, any advice for a long-run HDMI 2.1 cable? Uh, Okay, right, so the Y540, if you can afford it, something like a Nitro 5, if you don't want to go that ham. Um, I'd say those are those are good starting points. And then you could find other ones kind of similar to that as well. All right. Uh, Kayubis, long <laughs> HDMI 2.0 run from a PC to a TV across the room. I'm worried that directional fiber optic cables might lose features uh, or something gamer specific. Uh, that is a good question. Do, do active optical cables support things like variable refresh rate? I would think so. All you can really do is try it. Wow, what, a, what an excellent, wonderful question that now I kind of want to find the answer to. Maybe we should do like a, a short or something like that. Man, I don't remember the last time I got such an, such a, an outstanding tech question from the audience that was just like, holy crap, that is something not only have we never made a video about, I never even thought about. Optical, cable, directional vrr support question mark because the thing with active cables is that it's it's not like a passive cable where you could have an hdmi 1.4 certified cable and if it's just a short run it'll work fine at hdmi 2.0 or 2.1 speeds this is a totally different game uh mal says hey linus is there going to be a full review of the odyssey neo g9 just got mine it turns out hdr is totally broken hub have updated the review to do not buy really It was working for ours. Did they update something and break it? Uh, Okay. Looks like we've got another really good request for video. Uh, Odyssey G9 revisit. Non-sponsored. Like we... So we had some trouble uh, with HDR when we did the sponsored video, but it was only because we had a second non-HDR display connected. And that caused some problems that as far as we can tell were the fault of Windows, not the fault of the monitor. So I'm going to have to definitely have a look and we'll see if that's maybe something that got broken by uh, an update. Uh, Red Wolf says, hey, I took your advice and took my 3080 back to Micro Center. They took it back after hearing about gigabytes difference, even though it was past the return date. Got a 3080 Ti FTW3 Ultra instead. Hey, thank you. Hey, no problem, Red Wolf. Uh, Florian says would you consider reviewing a VR haptic suit like the BH haptics vest and add-ons or is that too niche I would love to know if and which parts are worth it man it's not really our it's not really our jam but uh, I mean you asked so nicely and you did send me 20 euros I'll, I'll at least consider it I'm putting this in the, in the list which also known as an email to myself VR haptic suit review uh, alright Okay, wow, it looks like like half the super chats are just kind of questions and stuff like that. Uh, Spaceman says, Hey, thanks for telling me to switch from AT jank to rack mount as a thank you. We have named our 20 bay monster Anthony, decided by poll. Hey, nice. Uh, Pierce says, Wanna buy a Ferrari wheel and build a PC in it. Also, do you know anyone who needs who just who needs just one Ferrari wheel? Like like the like a wheel? Like from a car? Not like a racing wheel, like a, an actual wheel? Um,
1: I don't think so. I think I'm good. You should get them to send it to you, and you should build a Ferrari wheel PC. Um, it's been done. There's been some wheel PCs done before, but one from an actual Ferrari could be kind of cool.
0: angelus 0 asks, when will the LTT screwdriver be released? We are hoping we will hit this calendar year. Uh, we've solved most of the problems, and we are almost ready to go... Uh, into mass production. I'm really excited. Also, how did you get connected to Hassan Piker for his uh, build? Uh, just saw he was building and messaged. Um, seems like a cool dude. So yeah, we're we're going to get working on that. I should have a writer assigned to it next week. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Administrator says, hello, dear Linus. My dear balls itch, and I've used many creams to take care of the issue. Will you ever provide a product at LTT that can resolve this? Um, One of these days, I think we're planning to do an unboxing knife. I think you could probably use that to cut them off. That would solve the problem, but it would also create new problems. So you let me know if uh, that's what you're into, Administrator.
1: Did you know that Lewis Rossman made a framework video no i didn't he did
0: oh what did uh, uh, lewis
1: have to say about it he made it in february um the title sounds like it's going to be really negative um oh but uh, i guess it was pretty positive the like to dislike ratio on the video was really high framework responded um, with some really good responses he responded to framework with this is res- a response to their response number one this is beautiful number two this is amazing number three this is great number four cool. just some questions number five this is fine number six this is beautiful so he seems very happy which is good
0: oh well that's great uh lewis's endorsement means a lot to me and actually i have
1: not watched the whole video it looks he seems like he, happy with their responses he's i don't made know three videos so oh, there's wow.
0: another one a month ago um and another one streamed yesterday Uh, with actual hands-on with it. it.
1: I guess I found the wrong one.
0: That is awesome. And iFixit gave it a 10 out of 10 um, for their teardown. So, guys, I shot today the video announcing that I did go ahead with my investment in framework. And uh, I'm not going to spoil everything. It's actually a really good video. You guys should definitely watch it. Uh, But I will tell you guys one thing that comes right at the end of the video and that's really uh important to me and was a pivotal pivotal part of making this decision uh let me see if i can find it
1: here right, it you put up a lot of content recently So
0: this is from this is from the founder uh, and he says and this is the exact words we do promise not to f- from a pro consumer and pro environment perspective, and you would be fully justified in holding us to the fire if we break that promise, whether or not you invest. So, what I have committed at the end of that video is that, among other things, really, it's a great video, go watch it. Um, what I've committed is that if they fall off this pro consumer, pro environment path, uh, my mess up with them, my mess up, my breakup with them will be public, messy, and absolute so um that's my commitment to you guys uh so far they seem to be taking their mission extremely seriously and i'm really excited to to have a front seat uh on this crazy ride uh wan chong says would you consider revisiting the used graphics card testing to include real industry standard lifetime conditioning yes who should I reach out to with more info? Uh, you should reach out to the publicly available email on the YouTube channel. We do, we do monitor that. I don't, but someone does. Uh, Mr. Cremore says, Do you mother lovers sell any LTT merch locally? I want to be an LTT shill, but I'm too impulsive for ship times. We've considered doing pop-ups, but that was something we were just starting to look into in the months leading up to, well, COVID. And like getting big crowds of people together in person hasn't really been a thing for the last 18 months. So, um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've considered it, but it's not something that is on the, on the roadmap right now. Uh, Josh says Lewis is super stoked about the framework. You should check his new community posts. I would expect that he would be, they seem to be taking it
1: extremely seriously. I like, Oh man. I'm not going to buy one cuz I'm too cheap and I have a laptop that works. But this this has been probably one of the most tempting tech releases in a long time for me to personally buy because the like hardware nerd in me just wants one. Yeah. Cuz they're so cool. Like and I'm I, I, to be very transparent. Linus is talking to you guys about investment. I have no skin in this game at all. There's there's no reason for me to care outside of it just being really cool. Yep. Fair um, enough. And it, it, is, it genuinely just seems really cool. I am going to watch this entire hour-long Lewis Rossman video just because it's exciting. I, this, is, this is such a cool moment in computing, and I really, really, really hope that it works long-term. Because this, be, this would be awesome. If I do buy another laptop as of right now, I don't know, it could change, but as of right now, it would be this guaranteed.
0: And I think that's it for the show today. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. uh, Thank you to everyone who uh, got themselves a Lambo edition lanyard along with the sticker and certificate of authenticity. Um, 69 of you placed orders and will presumably proudly rock your Lambo edition lanyard uh, for many years because these things never break. I finally, in order to switch to the pink one, I ditched my black one, but not because it was anywhere near showing any signs of giving up whatsoever. Uh, I love these lanyards. They're awesome. Okay, I think we're just going to roll that outro, and bye bye guys!
1: Bye. Bye!
0: Oh, I guess I owe them a stream later. So, uh, yeah, give me a bit of time though, probably. I don't know. You owe them a stream later? Yeah, because I gotta sign all these things. Oh.